Yes, let's get into it. Consistency, consistency is the key to success. My name is Anna K. Hutchinson and you're listening to For Change People. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. James Rovacavo is a best-selling author as well as an Own It magazine contributing writer. Renowned for penning inspirational page-turner that pulls on the heartstrings, Rovacavo outdated himself with this book, The Light Through the Pouring Rain. The Light Through the Pouring Rain is a book about the lives of James and Annabelle. A young couple enraptured in a feverish romance, however, that happy ever after is cut short after a staggering cancer diagnosis. With no idea what lies ahead, they have to navigate the uncharted territory, hand in hand, with nothing but the love of their families and their fate in God to guide them. Hey guys, today I will be speaking with the author of the book, The Light Through the Pouring Rain, James. James, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I know it's such a pleasure to have you here to, you know, share more on your journey, your experience. Firstly, let's start off with, you know, what was the journey like for you personally? Um, the experience for you, you know, found out that your fiance was diagnosed with cancer. How was the journey for you? You know, the the journey overall was uh quite the, the drink of water, so to speak. It was a uh, quite the tall task here. You know, uh, you really don't envision it, you know, uh, when you're in the mid-20s, like the millennial type age, you, you know, I think all of us to an extent felt invincible. You feel like nothing could ever harm you. Nothing ever can touch you. You're untouchable yeah, here. Uh, exactly. So when this so when this diagnosis happened, you know, we both kind of looked at ourselves and be like, there's no way this diagnosis is happening to us. There's, there's absolutely no way. You usually hear about these sort of scenarios later down in life. Yeah. But, you know, we weren't immune to it. So what I wanted to do with this book was to bring awareness, you know, first and foremost about cancer. And it can get us, we're not the youngest ones to ever go through it. You know, there's, uh, unfortunately, there's infants, you know, and unfortunately, there's elders as well and everything in between. So there's, yeah. there's no real, you know, invincibility from the diagnosis here. But what I wanted to do was to uh, honor her legacy here. You know, I want readers to know beforehand that, you know, uh, she passed away. So I wanted to hold the reader by their hand and walk them through the story and to have them go through the same sort of train of thought I was going through in the present moment, you know, and I wanted to be uh, a testimony of God's goodness here. You know, I was blessed with an additional three years with her. I know it seems like polar opposites. I know it seems hard for, you know, a lot of readers to wrap their head around that. How could you want to honor your fiance's legacy and be a, a testimony of God's goodness? Is that exactly. the same guy who uh, took your fiance? You know, I, I know it's hard for people to wrap their heads around. But, you know, that same man who did that was the same man who took her, took her peacefully and blessed me with an additional three years. So I'm in forever in debt, and that's how I'll continue to tell the story here. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit. Just it really depends how you dissect the story. You know, there's so many different avenues to go through it. Yeah. But overall, though, I just wanted to be able to help and inspire others. 
Nice. And, you know, you talk about your journey, um, um, the faith part of it. Um, how important was your faith in this process? Sure. It was definitely important for sure. You know, I, who am I to judge? I'm never going to slap anybody's hand. It's to each his own. Mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. saying this book is not a, it's not the gospel. I am not going to hit you with a sermon in this book. I'm just yeah. telling you, I'm just telling the readers how my fiance and I navigated it through it. You know, um, prior to this whole diagnosis, my fiance and I both knew we were on the same page, you know, how we kind of saw life and stuff, you know, but we never truly like had God like on our sleeve constantly, constantly, constantly. I think yeah. that's how a lot of us are is like, you really don't turn to God until you absolutely need God, you need know, until you mm -hmm. need absolute the most help. So that's how kind of we were. And now, you know, my faith is on my sleeve. I continuously wear it, you know, and let, um, I have no shame on it. No, I'm not embarrassed. I will, you know, let people yeah. know how I feel about God all the time. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, if that's how, that's how we navigated through it. If readers, if that's how they choose to navigate it, I'm very happy we can relate to it. But if not, this is not a story to say, you know, if you don't believe, don't read the book, you know, not, it's the polar opposite of that. Exactly. However you need to proceed forward is that's your navigator. Let that be your navigator here. Uh, just because I speak about elements of God here doesn't mean that you can't really can't read this book or you shouldn't read this book. You know, if it's uh, if it's the intuition you have, if it's luck, if it's your faith, your religion, whatever you do to keep you move, whatever you use as your navigator to keep you moving, by all means. But you know, God was navigator in our story. Yeah, yeah, and you know they they have this saying to say that you know we we can't see um the purpose sometimes of the, the what we go through we can't see the purpose of it many times and um there's always a story there's always a journey that is unfolding for us and it's just for us to allow it to go through and um you know take the lesson that we are learning from it and use it many times the lesson comes in different ways for us it's not going to be always or happy experiences, but it's also a life lesson that you can um, take from the, the experience that you're going through and use it, whether that is to help you to see things differently, help us to see things differently, but it's, it's a journey that we're all taking. Your journey, definitely, you did not plan this out. You did not foresee this. And I'm sure your, your family did not foresee this. How was your family? How was that journey for them? How was that experience for them to help you through this process? You know, in the as you start to read the story, and I, I purposely made it this way, I wanted the readers to know that my mom was the MVP of this whole process. Without her, this process is not a process at all. You know, uh, unfortunately, prior to my fiance, I lost eight family members to cancer, all cancer-related uh, items. Yeah. And so, you know, unfortunately, cancer and my family are like this. Like, we know each other too well. We know each other on a first-name basis. That's how close we are at this point. You know, it's very unfortunate. But at the same time, instead of harping on the, ne the negativity of the situation, we try to spin into positive. All right, we're now we're, we're the most prepared family that could possibly be for the situation. Yeah. So when she heard about the diagnosis, you know, and I approached my mom and said, mom, this is the case scenario. Her family, very, uh, thank God bless them, to be honest. They hadn't really experienced loss and they hadn't experienced a cancer diagnosis. But at the same token, you don't have time to learn. There's not a, there's not a book. You you mm -hmm. have to, it's on the fly experience. It's yeah. on job experience mm -hmm. here. So with that being said, you know, thankfully they, they, they saw the bigger picture and they put their pride to the side because like who, what parents would be willing to give their daughter to another family and be like, you could do it. I can't. No, that's, yeah. that's humongous. That's, it's huge. You know, mm -hmm. all the kudos to them. 
So when, once we all had the conversation, they they gave us a blessing to for her to live with us here. And, you know, my mom is the MVP because she said, well, no, no hesitation. Of course. Why wouldn't yes. I do that? Yeah. You know, my mom was in the trenches with her. My mom was at the appointment. She was at the chemo. She was, you know, my mom could make the absolute worst case scenario of the best situation possible. Oh. And, you know, uh, I was in the, the first few months I was there. I was doing those things. But, you know, when my mom started to see it was taking a toll on me. You know, uh, she's the one who stepped her game up and just kept providing and providing and, you know, allowing me to go back to work and be the provider I was previously and go back to work. And, you know, it's without her, none of this is possible. You know, I always tell her, like, I tell her every single day prior to anything I do, like, mom, I was speaking the high, so highly of you. And she's always like, no, you weren't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, like like any any parent would. But, you know, I yeah. sincerely am always appreciative of my mom and what she's done for my uh, fiance and I. And during the whole process, so, you know, it's, it's everything. She's family is everything. Um, whoever that is, whoever your MVP of the family is, it doesn't have to be one person. It could be tons of yeah. MVPs. We don't have to limit it here. So exactly. My mom, yeah. my mom was my MVP and I'm forever grateful for her. Shout out to mom. <laughs> Big shout out to mom. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing that she was, you know, she stuck behind you a hundred percent and even with your fiance you know a hundred percent you know I, I mean it as you said your your family was actually equipped in this area and for her parents to say hey you know what we're gonna let you your family take care of her that was great that that is love right there um so that's amazing so when did you realize you wanted to become an author sure you know what it wasn't, uh, I don't have a writer's background. Like, uh, I've gone on record to say the story before. I don't have, like, I, did, I wasn't a philosopher growing up. I wasn't, mm -hmm. like, I didn't get nothing but A's in uh, English class. Honestly, it just took two quick, uh, two quick moments in my life that gave yeah. me the confidence need be to be an author. I use writing as just a platform. Honestly, once I was two years removed from the situation, I was, um, I was in a better place mentally. If I had told a story immediately, this thing would be completely different. I would have trained wrecked on this, you know, and everything else I've ever done. So yeah. I'm in a way better place now, but I use it as an outlet. I was basically writing just a open diary and like a recollection of all the, in, all the situations we had gone through. And, you know, next thing you know, uh, it's like, oh man, I think I got something here. I'm the farthest from having a writer's background. I actually, my, uh, I wasn't special in English. You know, I wasn't lower learning English. I, I always had trouble with writing. Um, so this wasn't some uh, God, this wasn't so God grafted with it where I was like, mm -hmm. gradually I was building myself up for this. It was actually the complete opposite where I never envisioned to be an author. I'm very thankful for the, the opportunity and the platform and I respect the craft. Um, yeah. But this is, this is the only way I was able to get my story out. You know, I can't just go jump on the TV and be like, hey, everybody, this is me. No, yeah. I was able to have the, the opportunity. I was able to take the story into my own hands and be able to tell it. So becoming a writer wasn't necessarily the thing I envisioned growing up, but I'm very happy with the way things turned out. And I guess that's how God sees the bigger plan because I, if it was up to me, I probably would have been still working in the, uh, the special ed field, which I was doing pre previously to writing. Yeah. Or I may have found myself being a personal trainer, which was always like a side little goal here. But to be an author is such a tremendous blessing. One I never nice. envisioned, but very thankful for nice and i love it so um you know through the process of writing the book i know you said that you were doing your own documentation you were taking things down but did you have a moment when you're like i'm not gonna do this i just want to stop writing this book 
you know, um, though that particular train of thought didn't cross my mind because I, I kind of saw the bigger picture at hand. You know, uh, as I say, readers know ahead of time my fiance passed away, so this doesn't give anything of the book away. But in her mm -hmm. last moments, I promised her that I would tell her story because previously we had something very similar, but it was going to be her and I telling the story together, how she survived, how we overcame it. You know, and that's so we already had this idea in mind, probably a different title, uh, mm -hmm. two different perspectives on the same uh, subject here. But, you know, I told her in the last month, I promised to tell a story. I, I promise to continue to honor your legacy and to be able to, you know, tell our story here. And I, you know, so even on my worst days as I was writing, as the tears were pouring out of my face, you know, the times where I had to, you know, remove myself from writing and take a couple of days off or take a couple hour breaks, I was yeah. just like, there's a bigger picture at hand here. It's to be, it's to come through on a promise, you know. So many people don't come through on promises. Our word That's is bond. True. Our word means yeah. our word means everything, you know. Uh, just a just a few weeks ago, I was promised to go get ice cream with the family, and they didn't come through on so that, you know. <laughs> you know, so it's like little things like yeah. that. A lot of people don't. A lot of people compromise their the word. Exactly. They don't have, you know, and they, just to come through on such a tall task it was such an honor, you know, and such a blessing to do, you know, because in reality. Mm -hmm. This this whole situation is not a dream. You know, no one rolls out of bed and be like, I can't wait to lose my significant other to talk about it. Yeah. This is mm -hmm. this this whole foundation is actually a nightmare, not a dream. So yeah. uh with that being said, you know, on my worst day I was like, you know what, we have to push through because this is for the promise. You need to come through on the promise. And and I'll be very honest with you, when the story finally got published and came out, those are probably the first time I cried happy and sad tears at the same time because I was so happy that I came through on the promise. But at the nice. same time, it's like at the compromise of what I was actually saying. What like, you oh, have man, to do. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But, you know, I, I couldn't, I could not turn it away because I had to come through on this promise. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So share with us um, one special moment that you can recall with her um, or, you know, a favorite moment that you have. Oh, man, there's so many of them. You know, uh, I was very blessed to say, you know, as a, as a, grown child basically you know i still watch uh cartoons <laughs> wrestling anime i play video games so you know for you know the the dating world is already crazy as it is you know mm -hmm. and that's now i'm experiencing now but back then too as well it's, it was the same thing it's the same game over and over no matter it's just i'm just five years removed from it but it's still the same game you know it's still crazy out there and you know when i was dating before i, I got with my fiance you know for a, a male for anybody to open up and be like this is what I am, and for somebody to accept it with open arms is 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 beyond is mind blowing. It's 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 God's grace right there because to find somebody to hear me say this and be like, okay, what's the problem? You know, most of most exactly. people would be like, you know, you know what, yeah, we're good. You know, well, once you go mature a little bit more and then come back to me, you know, so you know, know. to find uh, to find a partner who actually was a wrestling fan like myself. You know, she uh, grew mm -hmm. up in a big family, and you know, her brothers were all into wrestling. You know, like a lot of the kids in our age were, and yeah. She she actually watched it vividly every single Monday and every Friday when it's on and every pay per view. And for her to watch, you know, the cartoons and the anime and stuff like that, you know, she didn't really get into video games, but to have those two elements is, is mind blowing. And to find that in a yeah. partner is is crazy. So you know, as some of my favorite memories, I would say is to go to. I, we would actually go to the live wrestling events, and she would mm -hmm. walk around with uh, the women's championship. She actually had it in her car and showed it off all the time. You know, we we have so many pictures together and so many fond memories of going to mm -hmm. wrestling events, you know. It's it's very, very strange to say, you know what, my partner wasn't into wrestling as much as I was. But to go to those live events and see her, to hear her booing and hear her cheering her favorite wrestlers is, is crazy. And memories I'll forever cherish. 
Nice. That's awesome. Nice. So your book, A Light Through the Pouring Rain, you know, the story about your journey, your experience. Um, what is one takeaway that you can say, if you read this book, you're going to grab from it? Sure. You know, I definitely would say it's to keep things light, no pun intended, and to keep your sense of humor. No matter what your situation is, it doesn't have to be the extreme like mine was. I honestly hope I'm the only one who goes through that, although I know that's the farthest from the truth. But, you know, in all honesty, I want readers to walk away with keep, keep things as normal as possible. Keep your sense of humor. I, so many times we feel guilty about smiling and laughing when we're going yeah. through a negative situation. Uh, don't feel guilty at all. Continue to keep things as normal as possible. Keep your sense of humor. Keep laughing. Keep things light. Uh, keep your chest up, you know, don't, don't walk around moping and having your shoulders roll forward and, you know, keep, have your chest perked up. So still keep, keep your chin up, keep smiling that you no matter what you go through in life, that there's nothing that should ever take away your smile. You know, I've, I always say this and it's a life lesson from my mom is that, you know, we all, we were all blessed with the, the crown of our head, you know, the faith of God is the crown on our heads. We're all kings and queens on our own right here. Yeah. And, you know, when you wake up with a, you should wake up with a crown and you should go to sleep with a crown on. There's nothing in between that should ever knock your crown off, you know, exactly. and that's how we all should walk around with uh, the confidence in God's mm -hmm. plan. The confidence, even if you don't believe in that, just walk around with confidence of, you know, your, your own individual self. You know, we all should walk around with that. And so you should read, readers should be able to take away that no matter how bad our scenario got and how ugly it got, the crown never fell off our head. My, I think never. my fiance was more confident as she was losing weight and balding than she was prior to that. I think she gained confidence somehow, some way, you yeah. know? So if it's to, if it's to be able to keep the crown in your head to maintain um, a positive outlook, if it's to keep your sense of humor, keep things light, to keep things as normal as possible, however you want to dissect the book, there's so many elements to it, but if you could take away one thing, then I did more than enough for my job. Nice, nice. And um, I mean, the journey for you personally, it, it was living, being there, experiencing it with her and, you know, family members who are maybe out, you know, outside looking in, they're thinking, how do I speak to you? How do I share an encouragement with you? I mean, many people, they, they, they process that. How do I say things and how do I go about, you know, sharing my own thoughts or views? How would you say that someone who's thinking or going through that, or they have a family member battling um, cancer or something right now, how can you say, hey, just be there for them? And, you know, you don't have to say much, but you just can be there for them. How would you tell them to do that? Sure. You know, it's very funny. My aunt and I just had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. You know, my aunt was a, a passerby in my fiance and I situation. But, you know, as I told her, you know, it's to each his own. It's, it's a really, it, it really depends on the individual. Some individuals are more open up and some are more close to the chest. My fiance and I decided yeah. that it was best for us to just have our immediate family and that was it. You know, my, my aunt had seen my fiance's change. She had stopped by the house a couple of times. But overall, though, you know, the best thing is it's really to respect the boundaries and it really depends on the individual. At the end, yeah. it looks just, you know, a simple comment is like, if you ever need anything, I'm always a phone call or text away. goes a long way just because you know that you can lean on that support anytime you need it. But at the same time, it's to the individual's preference. If the individual wants to approach you, let them approach you. You know, uh, I think so many times family members, friends tend to overextend themselves in these situations where they try to jump through leaps and bounds. And they try to, you know, help out in so many ways. And they, you know, and it's no problem at all. You know, there's really no problem with that. But it really depends on the individual. 
if the individual, you know, is asking for you to jump through leaps and bounds, I think they're already asking for too much. But mm-hmm. in all honesty, though, if the family member is, if, you know, if the person is asking for the family member to do that, you know, it's great that you can respect their well wishes, but you don't need to overextend yourself. Sometimes less is more. Those little comments that if you ever need anything on one call away goes a lot further than the person who overextended themselves, to be honest. Yeah, You know, exactly. and any person who's gone through cancer or any situation, um, you know, there's always that family member who overextends themselves. And there's always that one family member is like, hey, don't forget what I did yesterday or today. Or you don't forget I blessed you when you sneezed last yep. week. Mm-hmm. There's all, every person who's gone through a loss or a, a, a yeah. pretty big scenario knows there's that one friend or family member that never could take the spotlight off themselves and they wanted to make it all about themselves. Don't forget I did this. That, and what the did other. I but, do? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And they're, they're always like, don't forget, you don't, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, there may not be any ill intention behind it. It may just be how the individual is, but at the end of the yeah, day though, true. you know, it's really to the, to the person going through your diagnosis is preference. And, you know, if they want to keep it close to the chest, by all means, respect that. If they want to be open about it. Okay. Let's go through down that yeah. avenue as well. So it really just depends on the individual here. Nice. That's true. So um, did she have anything like on a bucket list or something that she wanted to do? Um, I know. Did you guys do anything like that before she passed? <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately not. You know, we uh, kept everything positive for the most part. We this mm-hmm. we didn't know it was the end until it was the end, like to be 100 percent sincere with you here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have a bucket list because we never even spoke about the worst case scenario. You know, those thoughts. And those, uh, you know, it'll come through your mind realistically. Yeah. Like you think of like, oh my God, this could be a possibility, but you don't harp on it. It just comes like goes through one ear and comes out the other. It comes and, through the other, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't necessarily have a bucket list because we didn't know it was the end until the end here. But you know, that's that's how I go about my uh, mission statement here when I started. You know, it's to honor my uh, fiance's legacy, but also to be a testimony of God's goodness. And you know, it's very hard for readers to see that or to hear that and be like wait a second, how can he say this and then I do know, that? Right? Because yeah. the same person who took took her, so to speak, mm-hmm. is the same person that you want to be a testimony of? How's that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I mean is this, is that she walked around, we were together for five years and she had cancer for three of those. And for two of those three years, she was undiagnosed. So she walked around and she could have passed away at any given moment within those three years, you know, with those two years undiagnosed. So, you know, my, my testimony of God's goodness is that I was blessed with an additional three years with her. And I'm very thankful for that because that time and those memories we had were, you know, I'll forever cherish and I'll never forget, you know, so we didn't exactly have a bucket list, but I am very thankful that I was blessed in an additional three years with her. And, mm-hmm. you know, like if she was to be taken day one, I wouldn't have been able to go to more events with her. I wouldn't have been able to go to concerts with her to, uh, to travel with her. You know, I yeah. jumped on my first airplane with her, you know, to Chicago and nice. I was, you know, <laughs> I was uh, screaming my heart out, crying my eyeballs out because I had never been on a flight and I was scared of heights here. But, you know, I wouldn't have had that moment if it wasn't mm-hmm. for that. So I am very thankful for that. But there was, at the end of the day, to piggyback to your question here, there wasn't necessarily a bucket list here. But, you know, I was able to experience a lot more memories with her thanks to God's goodness here. Nice. And it, was there any life lessons that you personally took away from her journey or just from her personality and who she was? Like, what's one thing that you could say, hey, I took this away from her because of how, you know, strong she was and how confident she was? Yes, there's, there's so many. And I could probably go on a whole podcast speaking about the lessons uh, she had taught me during it. But, you know, a few of them to take away is definitely the, the confidence, like for her to get more confident as she got deeper into the process, it was mind-blowing. 
there's days I go to the gym and I walk by the mirror and I feel like the biggest guy in the world. And then I come home and look at my bathroom mirror and I feel like the smallest guy of all time, you know? It's like yeah. she constantly walks around with the crown of confidence. and she, no, Nobody could take that away from her. I, wa- I walk away with that. To keep the sense of humor, you know, um, we both had quite a bit of a sense of humor here, but for her to keep it, to go through chemotherapy, to hear her be sick in the bathroom and then come out smiling is mind-blowing. It, it's mm-hmm. absolutely baffling to think that she would do that. And it's the sheer willpower, I think, yeah. um, because she was so naive to how the seriousness of the situation because she had a she has a as i was telling you, she had like a the bubble syndrome as a small town girl syndrome mm-hmm. she was just a literally a girl who was born and raised in this small town and the whole her the whole entire world was based in the small town everybody knew everybody everybody would pass by and know each other's story and everything yeah. like that and you know she was very naive to the situation and to her to her benefit that's how it got her through this because she was she wasn't naive she wouldn't have you know she would have really grasped the seriousness of it yeah. and really you know maybe honed in on the ugliness of it but she never let it face her you know to her very last breath she never stopped you know and right. you know to have a positive outlook into life to keep her sense of humor the sheer willpower you know there's times that we all get caught up and we think this is the end of the world we think our scenarios are the worst thing and we're the mm-hmm. only person who's ever experienced it where you take a step back, and I think that's the reason why we have that thing. Is like someone, there's always worse, and someone always has the worse than you do. You know, it's a perspective thing. We need to really appreciate our circumstances, appreciate the ones we surround ourselves with, and to realize, you know, take a step back, take a step back away from the cloud or the that emotional yeah. tornado, and realize that, you know, what I'm going through is not as bad as I thought it was, and that's how it is. You know, and that's how I continue to live my life to this day. That, you know, even I have aches and pains, I have, I'm walking, and I'm like, you know what, I don't feel like going on a walk, but, you know. Now my mind says, like, I'm very thankful that I keep even going this walk because there's somebody praying that they even can put one foot in front of the other. There's somebody exactly. in a wheelchair right now who's just like, man, yeah. I wish I could just take one step. And I'm taking that for granted. I don't take things for granted anymore. I live life, you know, basically what I experienced witnessing her, you know, and I'm very thankful for her, you know. Not thankful for the situation, but thankful for her words for her. and all the yeah. lessons I learned from her. Nice. I love that. I love it so much. And I love that, you know, she left something behind. You know, you you mentioned multiple times that, you know, people won't understand how you're going to give God thanks for the fact that you went through this journey. And they might be thinking, hey, he took her away from you. But it's a sense of peace that he gives you, the sense of assurance that, hey, you know what, despite the fact that you went through this process, but I proved to you who I am during this process. So that's amazing. So um, thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey, and for writing this book. So share with us how we can find your book, how we can keep up with the events that you're doing, and your website. Share that with us. Sure. So you can buy my book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and on many indie retailer websites. Uh, it's basically to your preference there. I could go on for another podcast naming all hundreds of those, but you know, you'll more likely find on your uh, your preference there, any any retailer there. Uh, you can find me on my website, which is my name is jamesrubagava.com. Uh, you can join the newsletter to stay in contact with me. Um, that's the best way to communicate with me is the newsletter, or you can email me. And I have a, a slot that you can email me personally. You know, you never know how far your words will go with somebody. You never know. It could be someone's last yeah. straw and your words could, you know, yeah. you know, hopefully help them for another day. See you another 24 hours here. So I'm always one message away, you know, on my social media, you can find me on my name as well, uh, James Rubacava. I'm on most social media platforms, not on dating websites, you won't find me there. But I'm on most social media uh, platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, yeah, feel free to connect with me there and I'll reply as fast as, as fast as I possibly can. 
Nice. Awesome. And you're going to be on the cover of a magazine coming up shortly, right? Share that with us. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, I'm proud to announce here that I'll be on the cover of Own It Magazine on the October issue. You know, it's a uh, very great uh, timing because it's uh, Cancer Awareness Month, you know, October. And then for it to be the birth month of my fiance as well. So, you know, it's uh, it's two birth for one stone, basically. So it's a blessing to be able to cover the magazine and to be able to share more stories about it you know, my fiance and I, and to help people keep put, putting one foot in front of the other and turn their tragedies yeah. into triumphs as well. Love that. Thank you so much for being here, James. Thank you for sharing. So go grab a copy of the book, The Light Through the Pouring Rain. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and his website also. So we're going to be giving one lucky winner on the podcast a free copy of the book. So keep checking our Instagram page. We're going to be sharing more about that. Thank you so much, James. Go for it now because the future is promised to no one. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change Be Bold podcast. You can keep the conversation going by following us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page at For Change Be Bold podcast. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.